the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. This morning, I want to invite your attention to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. The word of the Lord reads as follows, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Will you pray with me this morning? Father, we are in need of you, and we yield ourselves to your presence even now, God, that you would speak in our midst a word of life. Speak a word, God, that might transform someone's eternal destiny and cause them, Lord God, to never be the same for having heard your word. I pray for that one, Lord God, who's struggling in their life, who's wrestling with right and wrong, who's trying to be what you've called them to be, but at our odds with the world and the world's tuggings at their heart. I pray, God, that you would free them today to surrender to you, that they might yield themselves, God, to not only reconcile with you, but also to live for you. Spirit of the Lord, we stand in need of you on this morning that you might speak the oracle of God through this voice and this vessel of clay who is yielded to you, Lord. And even as I stand, I realize, God, that it's not about me, but I need to be able to speak what thus saith the Lord, that the people might hear you. For your word changes lives and your word has power. So let your word go forth with power and authority and conviction. Father, when it is all said and done, we will give your name all the glory and all the honor and all the praise, for it is in Jesus' name that we pray with thanksgiving and expectation, and all the people said together, amen, amen. Kettering, we began a series of messages on last Sunday entitled Romans chapter 12, or Romans chapter 12, A Call to Serve. And uh, on last Sunday, we spoke to you from the subject matter, a plea to serve God for his glory. That came out of Romans chapter 12, verse number one. And we discovered there a reminder from the Apostle Paul of the mercies of God. And I pray that if you forgot everything else about last week's sermon, that you'll never forget about the mercies of God. And secondly, we saw in Romans chapter 12, verse one, a request to present yourselves As living sacrifices. Amen. And then we further looked into Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and saw the reasonability of the request. This morning as we delve into Romans chapter 12 verse 2, Paul pleaded with these believers 
to present themselves as living sacrifices, as a means of serving and glorifying God in verse 1. But in verse 2, what he does is he delves deeper down into the applications of the profound doctrinal instructions that he's given to us through chapter 1 all the way through chapter 11. And he, he digs into that in a deeper sense, and to guide us in how we can most effectively carry out serving God and glorifying God as living sacrifices. I want to talk to you from the the idea on this morning in the second part of this series from the subject matter, be transformed for service. The first idea that the Apostle Paul pulls here in this uh, verse 2, he says to us, do not be conformed to this world. I think it's interesting that the first thing he says to us when he leads us into this deeper dive of understanding how to present our bodies as living sacrifice, the first thing he mentions is don't do this, which means put this on the front of your mind and let this be of the high importance so you don't miss the whole point of what I'm trying to say. Do not be conformed to this world. Do not be shaped, do not be molded, do not be manipulated or assimilated to this world. Now the word world there is that's translated would be this age, this present age, which gives this text an eternal imagery because whether this text is read in 39 AD or whether it's read in 1975 or whether it's read in 2022, whatever this age is, Paul says, don't be conformed to this age. Lord, help me here. What Paul is trying to say is, don't let the shifting and the changing of the theology of the world change you. Paul is really not so much concerned with the aesthetics, how you dress or how you look or what you wear or what you don't wear. He's talking about your heart and what you do and how you serve and, and what you believe. Are y'all, y'all here with me? And so he says, do not be conformed to this world. Uh, don't, don't let this world shape you, mold you, um, and, 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 and don't fall into the uh, emotional and logical theologies of modern day, which says to you, it, to believe it if you feel it, or believe it or hold on to it, or, 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 or wrestle it down and, and, and embrace it as truth if it makes logical sense to you in this age because that's what's happening in today's time people are believing things because it feels right or because logically in in the humanity of today it seems like the right thing to do and so they're they are establishing doctrine and belief and they don't want to call it religion, but it's religion. They're, they're establishing religious beliefs and theological beliefs about God and about the world and about the way they should live based on how they feel. Or does it make logical sense? So it doesn't make logical sense that I can't love who I want to love or marry who I want to marry. Regardless of their sex, it doesn't make sense for you to be able to tell me if I feel like I'm a woman today that I can't go use the woman's bathroom. That's illogical. Are y'all catching all this? 
This is what the culture is saturating us with. Watch this. I know you're too spiritual to fall for the big hook, but there's a smaller hook inside of that. Because it's softening you to also disagree with God by saying, let you do what you, you do you, I do me. Don't be conformed to this age, to this culture, to this world. In fact, Philippians chapter 3 reminds us that our citizenship is in heaven. And so therefore, if I am a citizen of heaven, let my conformity be to the citizenship that I hold. Y'all still here? In other words, if, if you're a citizen of the United States, then your conformity of your practices ought to be in guidelines with the United States. But if you happen to be a citizen of India or Africa or some other place in the world, then your conformity is going to be with that. So, but since my, since my citizenship is in heaven, and since my king sits in heaven, And since his rule book gives me guidance as to how I am to live and to glorify him, I shall be conformed to him. But then he comes right back and then he gives us some, some, some clear, a clear statement that is not as clear as you think. Verse two, second part. He says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed Outwardly and inwardly by resisting conformity. But resisting the outwards of conformity is not sufficient enough to prepare you to present your body before the holies of holies as a living sacrifice. Okay, I got you, Pastor. I'm resisting conformity. So I'm not doing what they're doing. But not doing what they're doing is not adequate enough to prepare me to be an acceptable offering before the Lord. God doesn't just want a good looking outward vessel as a sacrifice. No, he wants a transformed. That means I got to do something inside. Lord Jesus. He, He wants a sacrifice that's holy inside and outside. So that's why Paul says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which means not only be transformed right now, but keep on being transformed. So in other words, you're not going to just get to a point where I'm done and I can stop. No, keep on being transformed or changed or morphed beyond the deadness of your sinful condition he says to us be transformed this this idea this word that that we see here the same greek word that's used here in romans chapter 12 is also seen in matthew chapter 17 and mark chapter 9 when jesus is with his disciples on the mountain and he is transformed but watch this but the word that is utilized in the english when we when we translate it in matthew and mark is the word transfigured And what Jesus does is he is transfigured into his condition beyond death and resurrection. 
And so they get to see a glimpse of him with some other transfigured people who used to be dead but now are alive. This whole idea of transfiguration that Paul is after is pushing us to live and to present ourselves now like we will be when we finally get done. Don't be conformed to this world but be transformed be meta morphs be internally altered day by day hour by hour by gazing on the glory of God what do you talk about is in the text he says by renewing your mind how do I renew my mind by gazing into the glory of God When I'm reading the scripture, I'm looking into a mirror of the glory of my Savior. The more I read and see and stare and gaze on him, it causes a transfiguration beyond the dead me. Because I'm dying every day to self and I'm trying to live for him. And that's how Paul says, I'm going to help you get to the place where you can present your body a holy sacrifice to God. You just keep gazing into the scripture and gazing into the glory of God. And as you gaze into the glory of God, it'll begin to transform and transfigure you. My mind came to the text. Conformed to this world. Dead. Lord, help me, God. To God. And the spirit of God made me alive to him. But my mind is still on dead stuff. So I've got to start putting in data. I need some kingdom information. I need to know how do I live this life. I need to know what God did in the past. I need to know what his plan is for the future. So I need to take in some more information. I need to upload some new data. I need to download a new program so that I can move, Lord help me God, in a way that is pleasing to my God so that when I go into the Holy of Holy to offer myself a living sacrifice, I'm acceptable to him. And if I stop uploading the word of God, I won't know how to live this life for him. And so by me continuing to take in and gaze into his glory and the glory of his word is feeding me, is feeding me to transition me, to to transform me, to transfigure me on the inside. Watch this. And as the inside is being transformed, reconstructed, reorganized. The word of God in me begins to delete some stuff that's no longer necessary. Now I don't need alcohol to calm me down. I've got a new program that's called the Holy Spirit and I can call on Jesus and Jesus will bring calm to my spirit. 
I, I figured out I can work out things a whole nother way. I don't have to call friends and, and get on the phone and, and, and badmouth everybody. No, I've learned that I can fall on my knees. I've learned that if I put it in the hands of the Lord, he can work it out. This is what transfiguration happens. You, you start doing things differently. They used to cut you off on the beltway and you gave them a middle finger. But now you just point up to heaven and say, God, you got it. They used to cuss you out and you jump up and cuss them back. But now instead of cussing them, you bless them. And you heap hot coals on their head. While you're blessing them, you'll watch God do things that you couldn't have done with your own ratchet tongue. I'm trying to get us to see why this transfiguration by the renewing of our mind. You see, because the mind is the headquarters of our actions, our feelings, and our emotions. It's the mind that tells me to go left or go right. But if the mind is being controlled and regulated by wretchedness, then my actions, my deeds, my thoughts become wretched. When I get to allowing this mind to be renewed, my actions and my thoughts and my attitude all of a sudden begins to change. And I'm going to tell you this. Some of you probably experienced this already. People will ask you, what happened to you? You know, because some folks are just, they were just waiting for you to jump up and hit them. And they're going to look at you strange because you've been transfigured. But by the mercy of God, don't forget his mercy. So Paul says, renew your mind. Be continually transformed. Continually renew your mind. Continue to input new living word daily in your mind. And he says, do this, that change beyond the dead might start happening in your life. And the final thing he says here, he says that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God. He says, watch this, prove it. He says, that you may prove. A worldly mind, a mind that is conformed to this world cannot see that God's will is good. Present yourself a living sacrifice. What? You want me to sacrifice? I'm sacrificed enough. I can barely make it. I can do that. You want me to sacrifice? That's the worldly, that's the worldly mind. Because the worldly mind cannot see that the will of God is good. Nor can they see to the more emphaticness of this text that to be a living sacrifice is the good. A secular, carnal, worldly, conformed mind cannot see that being the sacrifice or that living for God or going to church or being part of a ministry or serving other people or being the caregiver for your parents when your parents are now in their senior years and the very parent that 
you're trying to take care of is fighting you back and they're acting like a child, but they're still your parent. But see, a secular mind can't get it that that's my parent and I'm supposed to serve them. The secular mind says, put them in a nursing home and forget about it. Throw away the key. Let somebody else deal with this. I can't. But see, a secular mind, a conformed mind can't see that to do the will of God is good. But with a transformed mind, with a mind that has been being uploaded with new data from the word of God, with a, with a transformed mind, I can see that to do the will of God is good. I can see that when the will of God says, return my tithe to the storehouse, Lord help me, Jesus. I can see that that's, that's the good. When the word of God tells me I've got to be the man of my house who loves my wife regardless of how she treats me. Lord, help me, God. I've uploaded some scripture because I've understood God's way. I can see that that's good. I can see clearly now that I've got a transformed mind. I can see clearly that even though I could have been doing other things in life, but to be here preaching the gospel to you is more needful because God said it was. I understand now that that's good. I understand that giving up time with my family sometimes and giving up this and giving up that and not being able to do this and do that, but I'm doing the will of God. I get it. I could say, no, no, pastor. No, you need to come on out here and do this and do that. I'm telling you, we having a good time. You haven't seen good time until you get in the will of God. This is the good. Because when I do the will of God, God takes care of everything for me. I've got peace that surpasses all understanding. I've got joy, unspeakable joy. When I'm transformed in my mind, I can not only see that the will of God is the good, but I can prove it because I'm being transfigured. And as I take my body, which is my life, and I go with a transformed metamorph body, and I take this new life, and I lay it on the altar before God. And I offer it to him as a holy sacrifice. And as I step away from that life, when death's angels have come and knocked at my door and I lay down my life. And instead of the hell hounds coming up and consuming me, the doors of heaven's gate open up and a consuming fire comes and snatches me up. And as 1 Corinthians 15 says, in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, I shall be changed, caught up to meet the Lord in the air, taken back to glory to my home with him. Then I know that my sacrifice was acceptable and pleasing to God. Not only can I prove it that way, but I can prove it when you watch me from day to day. 
When people look at your life and see you not the same that you used to be, you're proving that to walk and to live in the will of God is good. You're proving to people that it's better to live for God than it is to live for myself. Paul says to you and I, we need to be transformed for the service of God. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.